This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. A product of the Whisperforge. Sound and story brought to life. Caravan is made possible by generous contributions from our patrons and with a special thanks to our Lords of Hell. After last week's mysterious designs in the sky, this week Lord Amaro is confronted about strange runic designs appearing in mysterious crop circles all around the canyon. When asked what they might mean, Lord Amaro simply answered, It's a corn penis. What, you've never seen one? Lord Ash this week departed on a seminal coming-of-age adventure that all Lords of Hell go on as a rite of passage, a quest with the motto, Gotta catch em all. In this case, referring to infernally transmitted diseases. Lord Bradley and their band of beholders hit the number one spot in the pop charts this week with their hit single, I Only Have 17 Eyes For You. Lord Joe this week brought it to the runway, run, run, runway, in a stunning new pageant look, the category being Caravanza Eleganza, darling. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single demon in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a near master in Lord Kimberley. It was the horniest of times, it was the chastest of times. Actually, scratch that, it was just the horniest of times, but Lord Millie needed it to work for the opening of their next novel. Lord Ponders, after completing a wildly successful crowdfunding campaign, is making the final arrangements to set off on what is sure to be an illuminating and enlightening adventure in search of home. We can't wait to see where their journey takes them. We're so grateful to our lords for their continued support and, um, mercy, I guess. Caravan is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes contain content warnings and other helpful info. As an extra heads up, this episode involves discussion of depression and self-harm. We do our best to hold these topics with intention and sincerity, and we hope you'll join us whenever you feel ready and able. Welcome back to the canyon. Let's jump right in. Previously on Caravan. Without the caravan, Bow's minions have been getting all mighty and polite lately. More and more flooding into the upper circles, and I'm just one woman, gosh darn it. A spell so powerful, it'll obliterate the commander of Bald's armies and shatter the barrier to the outside world once and for all. Make new homes, new lives! There's a whole new frontier out there, thousands of them, just waiting for you, for us. I want it to hurt. I want to taste this deliciousness you speak of. I want to feel something. I want to feel everything. You'll do whatever it takes to save his life. You swear it. Samir, just a little longer now. I'm coming. I wake up wet. Drops of chilly water patter on my face with increasing speed and intensity. The sun hasn't crested the canyon rim yet, and it's colder than it's ever been so far. I'm alone. The campfires died out. Argo and Dakota aren't around. Heck, I don't even know if they even came back after they wandered off last night. Betsy's waking up a couple of feet beside me. The pounding of hoofbeats gets louder and louder and I'm still rubbing my eyes to get a better view of what's coming at us. The wild caravan, right to our front doorstep. The blades of grass in front of us curve away as if in fear as the massive train makes its landing, at least 20 wagons deep. When I first saw them, I thought their translucent bodies were an illusion. Some kind of light show projected in the fog. Now, I can see their ghostly bodies up close. And they're still a spectral white. Their bulls and horses ripple with wisps of sinew that arch in waves as they gallop. Coming to a stern stance on the ground at last. 
The wagons are several times bigger than our one was, covered in a gossamer canvas so billowy you couldn't ever find it in the natural world. Betsy is awfully quiet. I can see she's groggy and intimidated, but trying to keep her cool. A bull up in front lets a huff of white smoke escape from his flared nostrils as she startles for a second. The air around them is especially cold. I shudder from it, just as much as from sheer exhilaration. My throat catches. It's hard to even speak when you're standing in front of something larger than life, something you were never meant to see. What brings the wild caravan to us? Argo and Dakota believe it has something to do with getting us all out of the canyon. Some story they heard about the caravan to unite them all and ride off to paradise. But whatever paradise this caravan came from, or is headed to, seems like a darker one. That's the sense I get from their angry eyes and the electric, frenetic air around that frays their manes and tails with an invisible energy. The reins and wheels and banners all seem to move on their own with no need for a driver. So who decides where the wild caravan rides? I see a pair of plated greaves emerge from the front wagon, followed by a dazzling set of armor, a jeweled scabbard, a black cape, and lastly, a face I haven't seen in what feels like a very long time. Carlisle? I almost choke as I call his name. My head swims trying to make sense of it. He was standing on the cliff's edge with me when we both saw the wild caravan together the other night. How could he be riding it now? What's with the outfit? And why does he look so different? His eyes radiate a dark green glow and they look sunken, like he hasn't slept in ages. His skin looks taut. His frame looks even more wiry than usual, like he's been... hungry. Shamir, get over here, you big goof. I move to hug him, even though his voice sounds so weird. He hesitates. Wow, it's like hugging a bag of knives or something. Okay, one of us is clearly more excited to see the other. Um, That's fine. No, I'm happy to see you. You have no idea. You've got a weird way of showing it. What's with the get-up, by the way? It... Looks like you started playing this game without me and already went grinding for all the sweet loot on your own. And a cool, creepy new voice. Like a charisma buff, I guess. Thanks. Uh, How how long would you say you've been in the canyon? Same time as you, duh. Like, I think this is day four, maybe? How did you get all this sweet gear in that time, and how are you riding in the wild caravan already? Look, I can explain everything in a minute, but um, do you have a, a book? Uh, actually, yeah, since you asked. A, a pretty crazy one at that. Why? I, um, can I have it? Okay, you're being super weird, and you're not even, like, happy to see me? I've been through literal hell the last few days. You've been through literal hell? Sorry. I I didn't mean to snap. Um, Okay, I'm I'm just going to say it. Virgil told me to trick you into giving me the book, but you know I'm not going to do that to you. I I really, really need that book, Samir. For for reasons I I really wish I could tell you, and I promise are worth it, but but I can't. Okay, just slow down. Just, Just a second. That's fine. We can talk about this. Just... Are you mad at me? No, of course not. Why would I be? Because I'm your goddamn best friend and you're talking to me like I'm... not that. You are. I'm I'm sorry. I think it's... I think part of it is this voice thing. I think I can fix it. Better now? Yeah, I guess. I really was worried about you. For so long. Are you okay? No. (laughs) A whole lot of shit happened, alright? I was really hurt after the fall, and this canyon's full of shit you've obviously already seen. And I missed you, and I was worried about you every day, and now you're finally here next to me, and I feel like you're still so far away or just not the Carlisle I know anymore, and that's freaking me out. I can tell when something's not right, and you're being super sketchy with me, Carlisle. Yeah, I really never could keep a secret from you. Okay, how how about this? Just 
Come in the wagon, and we'll talk. You mean just climb into one of your two dozen billowing doom chariots? No thanks. I'm standing right here till you tell me what the fuck you've been up to. What, you think I'm gonna kidnap you or something? I'm not putting anything past a guy who looks like my best friend multi-class into a hot death night. Fine. And will you tell me what the fuck you were thinking walking off that cliff? What do you mean, walking off that cliff? I fell. Yeah, after walking off. I saw you. I told you to look out for the ledge, and your face just went blank. And you even turned your head to look back at me, and then you back right off the ledge. What? No, that's not true at all. The last thing I remember was seeing the exact train of wagons in the sky, and then... I, I must have hit my head or something. Hell no. Don't try to rewrite this, bro. It was the scary shit I've seen in my entire life. You looked so... Fuck, you looked so calm. You, you knew exactly what you were doing. You... You killed yourself, man! Well, I mean, obviously not, right? Because I'm here, right? You said you've been in the canyon four days? Yeah. Why haven't you? I've been here for weeks. How the hell is that possible? We both got here at the same time. Samir. Oh. 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 Okay. Wait. I. I. I need to sit down. Um. Nope. It's muddy here. Never mind. I. I'll just stay standing. So, you had no idea that you're. Uh, I'm an echo. I don't even know what to say. It's fine. I guess I knew. Somehow. Maybe I. I felt like this wasn't, like this was some version of me, a, a cooler one, a stronger one, a, a sexier one, maybe. You're always those things to me. You know that. Psh, echoes are the canyon's impression of you. They're not really, well, they're not really you. And they fade. Which means I'm going to sooner or later. Virgil said you're different, though. He, he said... He'd never seen a soul like yours. Something about its capacity. And he said there's a way we can bring you back with that book. <laughs> he would say that. He just wants it because the book has a spell in it that can kill him. He's telling the truth. At least I think he is, because he mentioned that too. But the other spell, the one that can bring you back, he'll do it if I just give him the book. Something about rejoining an echo with its body or For some God's shit. sake, Carlisle, are you even listening? An echo is an interpretation by the canyon. It's not me. The, the real me. Even if you put it back in a body, it's never going to be me again. Just what somebody thought of me. If I'm dead, I'm... dead. There is no bringing me back. Why would you do that, man? Why would you walk off that ledge? I... I don't know. I don't remember. I, I think I was trying to imagine a life without you and I couldn't. And that's not your fault. I've always I've always had it in me and and, and I and I tried to tell you about it, but you wouldn't listen. What do you mean I wouldn't listen? I tried telling you, oh, even when I'm happy for you, I'm always going to be a little sad. It's that screen that filters everything I say. It's a, a darkness, this, this black spot in me, a spot that I can't wash out so just deep and black that it's not even black anymore, Carlisle. It's just emptiness. It's a hole and I can't even look inside me without my head hurting. It's a void that I cannot fill, and I've tried, cut, I have tried so fucking much, Carlisle, but it's always been there in me. Just that awful longing to just want to, to just disappear. I used to feel it, standing on a railroad track as a train was coming, and suddenly my mind would go blank for whole seconds. Maybe even a minute, and I'd just forget where I was. And maybe I don't remember what happened on the cliff because it's easier to forget. I said I want you in my life for all the good and all the bad. I meant that, man. 
I meant that. Oh, please, you'd learn to survive without me. No, man, I wouldn't. I really fucking wouldn't, and you can't decide that for me. Right after graduation, I was having that nervous breakdown. I was gonna go into the army like my brother, and the day before I went off to boot camp, you told me I didn't have to. God, I was so horrified by everything going on in the world, in the army. I wanted to change it, and I, I didn't think I could. And I was so scared they were gonna change me first, but I was nobody in Hicksville, America, trying to put two pennies together, and you literally made me apply to schools, man. You told me I had a light upstairs, that, that I was more than this, this body, you know? Ever since we were kids, you've been making my world so much bigger. F fantasy, dragons, video games. When everyone else in the world was showing me how to put my head down, how to grit my teeth and bear it, how to become some fucking wrong version of me. Just how to fucking disappear. You can't disappear on me, man. That's, that's not fair. Nothing about it is fair. And hell, why can't I disappear if you go ahead and, and, and marry Camilla? Hmm? You're really gonna blame this on Cammy? That's fucking bullshit and you know it. You're right, it is. I'm sorry, but she didn't help, okay? Cammy's different. I love her, yeah, but I, I feel different things for her. She, she doesn't know half the shit about me that you do. Wow, what a consolation prize. Sorry that me confiding in you isn't enough. What exactly do you want from me, Samir? Oh, don't you play stupid with me, Carlisle. You know exactly what I want. Consider that maybe I really don't, man. Like, enlighten me. You're so full of shit. Do you really want to lie to me now, Carlisle? You really think you can pull one over on your best friend's ghost? I mean, I have some idea, but... Oh, now you suddenly have some idea. What a spark of realization to conveniently have. What is this idea exactly? Please tell me. Just that, um, I mean, obviously we're really close, so... No. No, I don't know, Carlisle. Say it. Say it! What exactly do I want from you if you've got some idea? I... Never mind. I... Look, I have no clue. Bullshit. This is exactly what you do. This is why you stay friends with me. This is what straight guys do. Boys like me were made for loving boys like you. Soft boys. Boys with too much love to give. Who never got enough of their own. Boys who will pick you up every time you fall and remind you just how freaking awesome you are. I mean, the world is your oyster. And you know that. And it's awfully convenient for you to ride that line of just plausible deniability all the way till death literally fucking do us part. This is what straight guys do. They marry their girlfriend and still mindfuck their guy friend on the side. <laughs> We're just repositories for your feelings, right? All the ones that you can't tell your wife. What absolute horseshit is that? You said it yourself. Your and Camilla's relationship is different. You're so compatible physically Get your pump and dump from your marriage, but me? Oh, little old me will be here to perform all the emotional labor whenever you're unfulfilled in your relationships or whenever you're feeling down or emasculated because I know everything there is to know about you, Carlisle. Okay, call me out on my shit, Samir, but Cammy is a living, breathing person. Not some cum depository, so stop fucking talking about her like that, okay? I... Okay. You're right, that was, okay, that was really fucked up of me, and I'm sorry. And I didn't mean to say she's a sex object, just that it really sounded like the two of you only have something physical going on, and, and, and that you use me for literally everything else. And the DL is kind of a trope, but that's not an excuse to assume what value she brings to your marriage. Um, um, I'm really sorry. You're angry. And, look, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I do use you for that, for, for everything emotional. I, I never needed a therapist because I had you, you know? That's all I wanted you to admit. Is that so hard? Well, now that you put it that way, of, of course not. I'm sorry I've been so 
distant. It's, it's, it's hard, okay? Like, like you're just finding out you're dead now, but I, f I found out you were dead that first night in the canyon. I've been mourning you for weeks. I I've been cutting down demons left and right, taking claws and fangs and fireballs to the face, day after fucking day, crossing five circles of hell just for a chance to see you again. Don't think for a second I wasn't thinking about you. You make it sound like Diablo down there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you have no fucking idea. It's literally that. It's like that plus Dynasty Warriors, just mowing down waves and waves of gerblins, but it's, it's actually scary as shit. And fuck, it is exhausting. I mean, uh, you look gaunt as fuck. Uh, like, you've really seen some shit, scars and all. But in that, I don't know, sexily damaged way, I didn't think your cheekbones could stick out anymore, you skinny dick. God, of course, even your ghost is horny. <laughs> okay, maybe there's more of the real me in here than I realized. Did you finally make all your monster fucking dreams come true? Uh, literally in my dreams, yeah. Oh, did I mention I'm turning into some weird mix of a... Uh, Banshee slash uh, vampire? That would explain the hair. And the muscles, man. Uh, thanks. I, I've been working out. And by that I mean swallowing powers like I'm Kirby up in this bitch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, taking vampire bites. Look, you can, you can actually see the marks. Whoa, that is gnarly. Not as gnarly as your sweet new ride. Yeah, Virgil's playing both sides, I think. He wants the caravans to win, so he sent this to help. All I gotta do is bring him back the book. Right. The book. So, now you know. Can I have it? Well, the book's not mine, and... Oh God, Argo would kill me. It's literally the one thing he has to inspire the rest of the circles to unite against Ball's armies. No, 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 no. Y you cannot be doing that. Dude, you're not the only one who can lead mythical bands of otherworldly... Denizens, whatever. You don't get it. They're, they're politics down there. Like, they're Baal's armies, but there's other demon lords, too. And, and they're all trying to take over this whole place. But, but I've seen those armies, man. They're making their way to the upper circles already. You don't want to get caught in the middle of that. Wait, I'm confused. I thought you said Virgil gave you this caravan to help. Yeah, to inspire the caravans. Get them riled up so they, they would fell the demons in one swoop. But, but not you... I can't be losing you in the crossfire. He gave me this to ride ahead of the legions and grab the book from you. That was the deal, so he'd bring you back to life. And what happens to me? I mean, this me, echo me. Am I even going to remember any of this? I have no idea. From what I know about the book, it sounds like it'll take every chance at a sacrifice it can get, so... Probably not. I don't want to go... I felt so dead already. I just wanted to feel something. But now I do, and I want... I want to live. But as me, the me that went through all these things, not some empty reincarnation of me, and the irony is that this version of me is, is gonna die pretty soon too. Fucking hell, man. Hey, I'll be there when the real you wakes up. I'll do all the remembering for you. 51st date style. How romantic. Sorry, I can try something more classic. Want me to turn these wagons around and come back playing In Your Eyes from a boombox? <laughs> I mean, hey, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing you turn that thing around, but... Nah. Samir. I'm really serious. Look at me. Okay. Look right into my eyes. Tell me what you want from me. It's not about what I want from you. It's what I'm scared of. You just told me you fought through hell to find me, and that's literally the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. Seriously, don't get any closer. I've got, like, a plus three longsword going on in my slacks right now. I just... I just want it to matter that much to you. I want to be worth fighting for. I want to be chosen. And, and I want to be this version of me, not the one that died. I just couldn't wait to show you how much I changed. I wondered if I'd seem any cooler to you. 
And I'm scared it won't be worth it when you bring me back to life. That I'm not this me. The one with the cool hair and the muscles and all that shit. I just want you to know that I'm strong and magical and brave. And I just wanted this canyon to give me a chance to show you that. Do you ever think maybe I don't know how to give you what you want because I'm scared I'll do the wrong thing? Do you ever think maybe I want the same thing you want? I've wondered, of course. I, I spent our whole lives wondering, wishing. Hell, you were my prom date for that nightmare of an evening. But it's not right. I can't ask you for something you can't give. I can't ask you for something that's not in your nature. How can you know that it isn't? Did you ever really ask me? Or did you just pussy out like I've been doing my whole life? Lyle? What? What are, you, what are you saying? What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you I wouldn't have fought this hard for you if you weren't already strong and magical and brave. I was fighting for the you I knew, not the one in front of me. The real you is enough. It, it has been, always. And I'm not going to let you go now that I finally found you. Carlisle, I'm terrified. I'm so terrified. This is all still some horrible dream, but I don't know if I want to wake up from it either because I still want all of this to be real. And I'm just an echo and, and I could fade at any moment and it'll kill me. Not my body, but really kill me, kill my spirit. If we don't both make it out of this in one piece. Samir, I'm going to give you one more chance. Tell me what you want. <sighs> Kiss me, goddammit. Oh, fuck yes. And in that moment, it's just me and Carlisle back in the tent again. No, even further back. It's me and Carlisle on prom night. In the storm, up to our shins in mud, in the high beams of my car, but body on body and the only warmth either of us could ever need. I spent so many nights dreaming of Carlisle, wondering what it would be like to kiss him. I told myself if it ever happened were the world mine style, that I'd remember how it felt. That I'd commit every square centimeter of his touch to memory. The feeling of his lips pressing on mine, his jaw muscles tightening, his hot, wet, pink tongue, his strong, calloused hand on the side of my neck, tilting up my chin. But when we finally come up for air, I forget all of it in a moment. I need it again. We gaze at each other. And he gives me this look I've never seen before, one that finally mirrors back a decade of longing. And even though we're both in literal hell, I feel so safe and naked in front of someone who sees and knows the darkest parts of me. Finally. Oh, your wife is gonna be mad about that one. Both our heads snapped to three figures, peeking out of a wagon further back. You fucking moron, you didn't mention we had an audience. Don't make me come back there. Hurry up already, you goofy queers. I do hate to ruin the moment, but Ball could be here any minute. What do you mean, moron? What, are you shamed? Uh, not ashamed, exactly, but... Shouldn't you be? Cammy's got a lot to learn about me. And I, I guess I've got a lot to learn about me, too. But, but she's a super trusting person, and, and I trust her, so I'm going to tell her the truth. When I see her, it's up to her what happens next. But, Samir, I don't regret it. Not for a second. That felt right. He flashes me this little smile, just like he's realizing something for himself, too. God, I could melt on the spot. Oh, just come and get me, Ball Zombies. I am done. Are those... demons? Yeah, and like most demons, they are complete assholes, but I gotta say, I am totally obsessed with them. They're the shit. And they were literally gonna pick a fight with Virgil to back me up, so I kinda owe them. Don't let on that I like them, though. I try to be pretty mean to them. Why? That's so manipulative. Nah, man, that's just demon culture. That's how you get their respect, you know? Fine, dark Carlisle. What did she mean, though? 
balls coming? That's kind of why we flew ahead. They're taking the upper circle slowly, but their advance lines are coming out way ahead. The ones that can fly weren't that far behind us. Then what are we waiting for? Who's on circles in danger? You really can't give me that book? You're really going to try to fight me for it? No. They say no living person can open it without going blind or worse. You don't think... Give me a second. We're kind of short on time. Trust me on this. Just wait. Hey, Bench. Hmm? What's that? Oh, has someone finished whoring around with vampires? Can you really not slut-shame me right now? And no one said you had to leave. You could have stayed and enjoyed the show, maybe. If I could actually see anything, I might have. Alas, mouth-smacking noises alone disgust me. Speaking of seeing, Banshee, I, I, I have to tell you something. Oh, what might that be? Well, I'm about to do something kind of dangerous, and I don't know if it's going to work, or if there's even going to be much of me left besides a pile of dust when it's over, so I figure I owe you at least one of these. You wanted me to tell you when I see something beautiful. You do? And what might that be? Please, tell me. I've been waiting for so, so long. I see a man that I love so much. When I met him, we were kids, and he was so stupid and rude and boyish then, and just all frogs and snails and puppy dog tails. And he's gotten so strong and kind and brave, and I'd like to think part of that is because of me, but Part of that is something in him he's had all along, something that drove him that just can't ever be given. Something that's made and, and, and you can't get it or, or hold it or touch it any more than you could the very essence of a man. And all around him burns a ring of fire, a halo that he can't even see. All his love and rage and determination brims from him and he doesn't even realize it. It's like seeing colors you've never seen and trying to tell someone what those colors are and Banshee if you could see it. I think you'd call it beautiful too. I... I think I would agree. Your voice, child. It sounds... Different. I, I hear a finality in it. What is this thing you are going to try? I think I'm going to open this thing, this book of ours, and I might go blind or I might just turn into a pillar of salt. I, I felt like you had a right to know. This sounds familiar. I think, I think something like this might have happened to me once. Wait a minute. You think... You think this is how you went blind? You think you might have opened this book before, Banshee? Now that you mention it, I feel angry again. I'm... I'm starting to remember things I think I had burned away a long time ago, child. I must warn you. Be very careful with that book. I'll try. And hey, Banshee? Yes? Thanks for, um, not eating my soul, I guess. You know, I thought we'd get to go on a lot more adventures before this, but just in case I don't get to meet you on the other side of whatever this is, you're a cool lady. Don't speak to me this way, child! on those adventures yet. You must swear it to me. If I make it out of this alive, I will. But for now, here goes nothing. I undo the golden latch and I open the book. At first, I think I fucked up. Had A bolt of light crashes right down on me where I stand. I can't see anything, and everything around is just hot, white fire. But then... 
it fades away. And time seems slow again. I can watch every raindrop make its slow, slow descent. And the book in front of me opens to a page full of markings I can see but can't read. But at the same time I can understand them. Ars obliterata. The recipe burns into my mind. And then the book slams shut. It's not raining anymore. Carlyle's just looking at me with his jaw dropped. And the demons in Lyle's caravan seem just as stunned as he is. Betsy has full-on beat herself in terror. And then, I see a snowflake fall between us. And then another, and another. And now, it's snowing in the canyon. Uh, Samir, can you still see me? Oh. Yeah, I can see all right. And the spell? Got it memorized. Like PEMDAS, bitch. Um, okay. That was really scary, just so you know. Can I have the book now? I'm still running it by Argo first. I gotta find him in Dakota. Can Betsy and I hitch a ride back downtown? I'd say hop in. We've got 40-wheel drive. But, uh, is that them now? Betsy pokes up all of a sudden. I turn around. Not far from us, I see Argo, Dakota, Miguel, and Mama Bang Bang really hauling ass to join us. Hey, everybody. I I thought I'd lost you. We meet again, my paramour. Wait, so does that mean you do know what happened last night? What do you mean? Uh, Nothing happened last night. Nothing. Uh, What happened just now? You just got hit by lightning, partner. Bloody hell, you're still alive? Yeah, no, actually. uh, That's the bad news. It turns out I'm an echo. And, uh, I've been dead the whole time. That's not possible. I know, I know, that shit just ain't right. Sorry, Mama, I didn't have much of a choice in it. But the good news is that means I can open the book. So I opened it, and now I know the spell. I can't really tell you what any of it means, but I understand it. It's kind of like pig Latin before you translate it in your head, if that makes any sense. Compadre, that is a lot of information to throw at us at once. You're... You're an echo. God damn, I mean, I thought about it, but it couldn't be. Yeah, turns out I'm special. Gonna chalk it up to the slutty soul. I know you said evokers shorten their lives every time they bring someone in, but... Maybe shorter lives are better enriched than long ones lived cautiously. Yeah. That's exactly it. Also, do y'all think I'm the one who made it snow? Is that what the hell this is? Mama, you've never seen snow? I've never been stupid enough to venture down to the ninth circle, so no, I have not. Well, let me tell you, it's going to be a breeze getting there now. Argo, spread the word. We should start making our way to the lower circle soon. Magic missile? (laughs) Ha! I've got power word kill now, so bring on the baddies. We are only most happy to oblige. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. How nice of you all to convene here together in one place, in my canyon. All the easier to exterminate you for good. Oh, we're really screwed. Get ready to run, kiddos, and do not wait up for no me. No way, Mama. There's no way we're leaving you in here. Shit, shit. I'm really sorry, y'all. I bungled it big this time. Sorry? For what? Dakota said this would happen, and it did. This is exactly like what happened last time. No, Augie, it ain't. We've got Samir this time. That's right, Augie. You've got Samir. And he seems very ready to show off his new tricks. Maybe he could show me. I'd love to teach Kerberos a few. Wild... Wait. <clears throat> Wild Caravan! Assemble! Dude, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Everyone in the scene blinks for a few seconds, startled while the three figures from Carlisle's wagon hustle over to our showdown. Looks like a fairy woman, some kind of tiny imp dude, and a girl who kind of looks like she's just cosplaying as a demon. The Wild Caravan, reporting for duty, (laughs) Lilac Knight. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me a sec. This, this is your caravan. You know, I never liked being on the bad guy's side anyway. How come us demons always gotta be the bad guys, huh? And let's face it, dear. You never really were going to let me rebuild the Sealy Court here, were you? What a merry band of traitors. Your heads will make fine trophies. Get ready to eat shit, asshole. We can take you. <laughs> Virgil, break to them the bad news, will you? Uh, oh, pardon, Master, but what bad news? Oh, you idiot. My armies are advancing on who's on circle from the depths of hell as we speak. And Mother will pass through the portal any moment now. Oh, yes, ab about that. Um, well, I I've a bit of a snag to report on that front, Master. A snag? Virgil, you got some splaining to do. Ah, uh, yes, you see, I did try to unite the demons in your legions to ascend to the upper circles. Unfortunately, the daddy... The daddy! The daddy? Apologies. The Demonic Advisory for Diversity and Inclusion. They have passed a unanimous resolution to unseat me as chair of the investigative committee. Furthermore, they've staged an all-out revolt. It turns out the majority of your forces, the Red Demon, seem to be hamstringed by traps and guerrilla warfare on all circles mounted by... Mutinous demons of color. Demons of color? Demons of color? Red is a color! That's what I tried to tell them, but apparently no one cares when red's the default. Anyway, it turns out they may have gotten wind of you trying to keep certain operations out of their view. They were particularly annoyed to hear you once said Daddy doesn't need to know. And I wonder who told them that? I'd obviously have to torture them. Indeed. What would you do? Choke them again? It matters not. Whatever foolish machinations you're up to, Virgil, and believe me, I've had my suspicions, they don't matter anymore. I may not know how to destroy you, but Mother will be in the canyon any moment now. And when she finally returns to the Earth, I can guarantee she will know how to crush you into the slime you really Oh, shut are. up, you two. We've got you outnumbered. Samir, this is it. Use the spell on Ball and put an end to this. Samir, no. You have to use it on Virgil. We need that barrier gone. Yes, Samir, you must do what Argo says. Never mind that I'm happy to take down the barrier anyway. My plan has already failed, and at least that way I'll be dead. Hell, couldn't you do it on both of them? Uh, I think there might be a refractory period. I'm not too clear on the details, though. Let's see. A wild caravan against only two creatures of the depths? Why don't we level the playing field a little? After that creepy voice comes out of nowhere, we see a wall of portals open up between us and Virgil and Paul. I count maybe six, seven, ten, uh, holy crap, twelve portals? Demons come through every single one of them. Some I recognize, uh, a gargoyle, a chimera, and some look like Lovecraftian horrors. A blob, a tentacly mass, a writhing sphere of smoke and snakes. The demons surround us in an encroaching semicircle that backs us all up into each other. Asmodeus, I believe we had a deal. Ha! Let's see. Keep a deal with a Weasley little genie, or save my darling brother in his time of need just before Mother gets home. Huh. <laughs> nice to see you, bro. Listen, I am super down to go down with the cause as one of the good guys now, but, uh, have None of y'all considered maybe running to fight another day? Shut up, you shrimp-sized man-meat. You said you were on borrowed time. You could fight a genie before. What's another demon? Or... 12. I will admit I grasped the concept of the heroic crusade into the depths of hell. And I was theoretically in favor of it, but I've become rather accustomed to eternal life. If we can run from this, we can regroup. We can come back when we at least have a tactical advantage. Dakota's right. We're on the back foot here. Argo, you need to get the little ones out of here. Let me handle this. Where does that leave you, Virgil? Lonely is the path of the traitor, I suppose. I chose it for myself. Samir, you really may as well kill me. 
My gambit has failed. With Mother's arrival imminent, the world as you know it is essentially doomed. Do it! Who needs the barrier anymore? My armies are complete. They will flood into the outside world and reclaim the earth that is our birthright. Right after my brother's demons put all your heads on spikes. And that includes yours, Virgil. None of you will escape my wrath once Mother gets home. Okay. Now just who in the hell is Mother? Fear not, my children. Mother is here. And my, what a mess you've left me. Oh, it's happened. She's finally here. Race you back to nine, brother. <laughs> no, no, you don't, punk. The rest of you, kill them all. Bring me back their corpses. We'll make a nice dinner for mother. Later, rebel scum. This actually evens our odds pretty nicely. Hey guys, you ready to plow through some more demons? I'm with you till the bitter end, love. You know that. Boss, I don't know if you've noticed, but these baddies look way bigger and stronger than anything we've got up against before. Yeah, Lyle. We should back up. Samir, are you gonna use the spell or not? I mean, I guess, but everybody should really back the hell up. You can't use that here, you stupid boy. Blow up the whole circle. I know I sound like a broken record here, but perhaps we entertain that exit strategy then? I can fly at least one of us out of here. No time. Look out! The demons leap on us in unison. One of those blob things moves towards the fairy lady. A chimera leaps at Carlisle. A tentacle monster slithers at Dakota at an alarmingly fast speed, and the other demons are close behind me. Okay, this is really bad. Everybody duck your hands! We duck our heads just barely in time. I feel some hair on my head whoosh around as a deluge of bullets unload on the demons in front of us. They writhe and squeal and stagger before dissipating into clouds of dust. My heart's pounding. I think I might have peed a little bit. Have I mentioned I really, really don't like guns? When the dust settles and the echoing of bullets stops ringing in my head, I slowly make my way to my feet. Carlyle gets up too and it's the second time I've seen his jaw drop today. I trace his line of vision to the woman standing there, looking straight up like G.I. Jane with a cigar hanging out of her mouth and a giant automatic gun cocked at her side. Cammy, Camilla? You know, in my wildest imagination I thought maybe you boys eloped like a broke back mountain thing. That I would have understood, but... Demons? Shoo! Glad I brought my machine gun after all. Whew. Oh yeah. I like her. I mean, I really, really like her.
to a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames, they went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire Caravan was created by me, Tozaman, and produced by Misha Stanton and me. This episode was written and directed by yours truly and features performances by our entire cast. Starring Sushant Adlaka as Samir, Brigham Snow as Carlisle the Lilac Knight, Giancarlo Herrera as Argo, Danielle Shamaya as Dakota, Lisette Alvarez as Banshee, Mama Bang Bang as herself, Bernardo Cubria as Miguel, Lucille Valentine as Osprey, Ren Beeler as Malfeasant the Benevolent, Tina Huang as Faye, Kristen DiMercurio as Cami, Josh Rubino as Ball, Ian McEwen as Asmodeus, Jordan Cobb as Mother, and Tozaman as Virgil. Sound editing by Tozaman, Danielle Shamaya, and Misha Stanton. Sound design by Misha Stanton and Ana Rodriguez. Visual art by Marina Vermillion. Press kit by Kyle Boyce. Our theme music is by Evan Cunningham. Episode music by Travis Reeves. Our credits music is a tribute to the 1963 recording of Ring of Fire. Lyrics by June Carter. Remix by Misha Stanton. Vocals by Travis Reeves. Backing by Eno Friedman Broadman, titled Strobe Light Literature, and found at enomusic.bandcamp.com. We're beyond grateful to everyone for their support, and it's thanks to you we're starting work on Season 2 coming in 2020. As a personal note, I just want to especially thank everyone whose names you just heard. It means the world to me they came together to make this wild, horny dream come true. Please check out our sister shows such as Star Tripper, The Far Meridian, and Ars Paradoxica. Don't be a stranger in the off-season, you'll still find us on Twitter and Instagram at Caravan Radio, where we'll still be sharing fan art, theories, and crude memes. Also, all of our patrons are going to be getting regular bonus content before Season 2 comes out. I literally just finished recording it, and I'm so excited to share it with y'all starting next month. If you don't want to miss it, you can chip in at patreon.com slash caravanradio at any level. Lastly, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can reach me at any time at caravan at whisperforge.org. Thanks for riding with us. Stay alive for me, will you? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.